0: Go with me, please, to two places in the scriptures. Hebrews, the second chapter, and Proverbs 3. Hebrews, the second chapter, verse 1. He said, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Can you let something slip? The Amplified says it like this, since all this is true, we ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truths we have heard, lest in any way we drift past them and slip away. Isn't that something? Verse 2, if the message given through angels was authentic and proved sure in every violation and disobedience received an appropriate penalty, how shall we escape if we neglect and refuse to pay attention to such a great salvation? For it was declared to us first by the Lord himself and confirmed to us and proved to be real and genuine by those who personally heard him. You see in these verses that it's possible and a lot of people have, let great truths get past them, drift by them, and slip past them. And it's not because God is trying to hide things from us. It's not because it's so hard to figure out or hard to understand. It's because of where we live. We live in a loud, noisy place. And when I say that, I don't just mean your hundreds of channels on your TV and your email and your texting and your tweeting and (laughs) Snapchatting. And I don't even know what all these things are, but I I heard somebody say (laughs) them. I don't have any of it. I text and email some, a little bit. But there are not only those voices but your flesh has a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes. Surely you know. Yes,
1: sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you heard this one? Feed me. Feed me. Feed me. <laughs> it's not a physical voice. But it's a voice. And it can say other things too. And in fact. Go with me. To 1 Corinthians. While we're talking about it. 1 Corinthians 14th chapter and the 10th verse. 1 Corinthians 14.10 says there are, it may be so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them is without signification. In other words, all of them are saying something. And uh, Why would the Lord tell us in the Psalms, be still and know that I am God? Because of needing to turn off all these other voices, tune out from all these other voices, and focus in on him. It's kind of like tuning in a radio station. You can listen to whichever station you want to. Whichever one you focus on. Whichever one you tune into. and that's what Proverbs was talking about that we looked at uh, last week. Go there please. Uh, Proverbs three. How many hungry to, to hear him better? Yeah. Are you? Yes. That's what we're talking about. Yes, sir. We're talking about being clear to hear. Hallelujah. Proverbs three are you there? Verse five says, trust in the Lord. With all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. Last week we looked at Romans where it said, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God, and that the Spirit bears witness with our Spirit that we are the children of God. And this would be why you don't need to lean to your own understanding because God doesn't communicate to you first through your understanding. The Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit, not your head. Then your head is enlightened from your own spirit, from what God gave you in your spirit. It doesn't start in your head. It can wind up in your head, <laughs> influencing your head. But if you just think that you can reason your way out of everything and that you're you know, so intelligent that you can conquer everything with that, you're going to find out it's not true. You're going to be in situation after situation where you don't have the answer and you can't figure it out. And if all you're relying on is what's up here in this space, you're going to experience defeat after defeat yeah, that's because right. we know so little, you know, compared to God and many other spiritual beings, we've only been alive about that long. If you've been alive for a hundred years, that's nothing compared to God and the angels and a lot of our family that's already over there, generations and generations and thousands of years ago, we just hadn't been around long enough to learn a whole lot. And besides that, if you got somebody in you that knows everything already, Come on. why wouldn't you take advantage of that instead of you trying to figure it all out yourself, just ask him, yeah,
1: that's it.
0: right? And then listen when he answers. Somebody say ask him. him. And then listen. Or what's the title of the series? Pay attention attention. When uh, when he answers. In Proverbs 3, 5 trust in the Lord with all of your heart lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. Now we mentioned last week that people that you might consider very spiritual are not that much different from somebody that's not been living very spiritual. They've just learned how to pay attention. That's one of the big differences. He said, and and this, how would you pay attention? In all your ways, acknowledge him. Many people... Have you ever heard people say something like this? Well, I've done everything I know to do. Uh, I guess all we can do now is pray.
1: (laughs) Has it come to that?
0: (laughs) And, and, And you may be talking about days, weeks, and months of frustration and anxiety and exhausting every known resource. Why would prayer be the last thing? No, didn't say acknowledge him after you've done everything you know how to do. What did it say? Acknowledge him if you can't figure it out. No, in all your ways. Acknowledge him. We need to be aware of the Holy Spirit inside us. And we need to be looking to him night and day. Checking in with him about everything. Don't just, I don't care if you've done something a hundred times. Don't assume you're going to do it the same way. Ask. Pride assumes. Humility asks. Anybody read about David? How that over and over again he would inquire of the Lord. What's another way of saying that? He would ask. And, you know, he had gone to battle, for instance, against the Philistines. I mean, it seemed like every spring they just fought whether they needed to or not, you know. And and so he he has gone up against the Philistines scores of times. But you see, every time he would inquire of the Lord, shall I go up against them? And it's a good thing he did because after a number of times, one time the Lord said no. No, no. You go around behind them, and when you hear the rustling in the mulberry bush, then that's when you... Well, he wouldn't have got that if he hadn't asked. He would have just assumed. And so I don't care if you've been in your profession for 50 years. I don't care what you think you know. We don't know anything compared to what he knows. Keep asking. Keep checking in. In all, come on, say in all, in all your ways acknowledge him just ask and check inside and I'm not talking about trying to feel something with your body I'm not talking about trying to hear an audible voice his spirit bears witness with our spirit you have an inward knowing an inward witness and so ask Phyllis and I we just thank God for this all the time because, you know, with the churches and the ministry and other things and our personal stuff, you've got scores of questions and decisions every day. Yes. What do you do? Right. What do you do? I have invitations to come go here. What do I do? People say, you know, well, just go to go to everything. Well, no, no. no. How many remember the, the Lord told them in the Great Commission is, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. Every creature. Mm-hmm. And yet, in the book of Acts, when they begin to do that, Paul inquired of the Lord, and, and more than once he told him, no, don't go there. Mm-hmm. Right. The Holy Spirit forbade him from going there. You remember reading it? Yes. Yes. Well, I thought we were supposed to go into all the world. You're not going to go into all the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The body of Christ can go into right. all the world. Yes. 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 Right? right? Well, where do I go? Right. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yep. There's some places you should go, and there's some places you shouldn't go. Right. I know... Uh, my first year in ministry, I was as green and as you could be, still trying to find which books was in the Old Testament, and New Testament, and uh, I was working in Brother Hagen's uh, ministry, and they had me on the phones for a prayer, and uh, a lady called, and she was just crying hysterically. I couldn't hear what she was calling for and it took several minutes for me to get her calmed down and uh, come to find out finally I, I understood she had just been mugged some rascal knocked her in the head and took her purse and ran off she lived in a big city and uh, you know i'm I'm trying to check in my heart what can I do what can I pray for beware of just having your little rabbit trail of scriptures and just give people your little scriptures that you have. Every situation is different. Everybody, the only way you can get it right is acknowledge him, ask him and see which way he directs you this time. Well, I begin to try to talk to her about, you know, are you okay? You know, do you need healing? I mean, what and, and she said, yeah, I mean, I got a bump on my head and this and that. But that's not the main thing. She said, I'm a believer. I confess and quote Psalm 91 over myself regularly. You know, no evil will befall men. I dwell in the secret place of the most high. How could this happen to me? So really, she's upset at God. Can you see this thing? She's upset at God. Well, me being so green... I didn't know what to tell her. I thought, so I'm I'm checking my heart. I'm, I'm acknowledging him instead of assuming I can do something. I'm asking him, Lord, what? I'm not telling, she's not hearing me say anything, but I'm acknowledging him and looking inside. What do I tell her? What do I tell her? And he'll lead you steps of faith. You won't know why you're doing a thing until you get there. You have to follow him. It takes faith. And just come up to me to ask her what she was doing, ask her what was going on. So I said, I said, well, what? How'd this happen? Tell me. Well, she was going somewhere to do something, and and she got to this certain place, and and uh, the Lord prompted me to ask her, you know, did you felt like you should go there? You needed to go there? Well, I, how would I know to ask that question? Right, right. She got quiet. She said, well, I had a real check about going, actually. But I just confess, his angels watch over me, and I confessed the 91st psalm and went, "Well, you must not override the spirit of God, quoting the scripture." Yeah. I said, "You must not ignore the Holy Spirit, the author of the book, quoting another scripture. Psalm 91 is coming to pass. The Lord is protecting you by checking you about going. And if you ignore that and let that get past you, that's how the enemy could have access to you. Right. I said, well, I said, you, you, you had a check. She said, yeah, I really, I had a check. But, but uh, I quoted the 91st Psalm. I said, well, no, dear, you can't separate walking by faith from being led by the Spirit. You can't separate them. You can't ignore him." Uh, I know what the Lord's telling you about this specific situation and quote some of the verse right. mm-hmm. God is real yes. Yes, sir. the Holy Spirit's a real person yes, sir. we're not living on old manna That's right. yes, we can hear from Him yes. every day yes, if we'll acknowledge Him in all our ways yes. come on read the rest of the verse in all your ways no. acknowledge Him and what yes, and what and what? Well, is he going to direct you somewhere where somebody knock you in the head and steal your purse? No. He'll direct you somewhere where it won't happen. Thing after thing after thing has happened in Christians' lives. And people get mad and blame God. Well, God, why didn't you protect me? Well, God, why? That's the wrong question. Wrong question. question is, why didn't you listen? Why didn't you pay attention? Why weren't you aware? Many people live too carnally and they never check in. They're what we're talking about. Pray as a last resort. Make your plans. Do your plans. Ask God to bless your plans. And only if something's not working, you know, ask for help. But it's still so you can finish your plan. (laughs) Well, he has a plan. Oh, come on, somebody say, he has a plan. And if we'll check in with him and get his plan, we don't even have to ask him to bless it or to protect it. It's his idea. (laughs) Right? You don't have to ask him to provide for his idea or protect his idea. Say it out loud. Put it up again. In all your ways. Acknowledge him. And What? He shall, how many, that, not might, not sometimes, he shall direct your paths. Oh, praise God. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Skip on over to the fourth chapter of Proverbs here. You're there in, in chapter four and verse uh, one. Hear, you children, the instruction of a father and attend To no understanding. This entire book. Book of Proverbs. Is just full of what we're talking about. Listen to me. Pay attention. Take heed. Have you ever read it? It's just full of it. And it's also called Book of Wisdom. And we're going to find out more about that in just a minute. In verse 18. The path of the just is as the shining light shines more and more. Unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness they know not at what they stumble can you go the wrong way yeah. let me describe darkness darkness is you don't you can't see what's happening you can't see where you're going you don't understand what's happening you don't know why what has happened has happened or what to do next you're blind yeah. you don't see yeah. why don't you see don't have light yeah. but in the light yeah. I mean, if all the lights were off in here, including the exit signs, I mean, it was completely pitch dark. Finding your way out could be problematic. Right? You'd fumble around, bump into this, hit your knee on this. With these sloping floors, (laughs) might even roll down a time or two. Is that right? But with plenty of light, it's easier to just go, there it is. Come on. <laughs> and within seconds. You're, you're there. Light makes all the difference. Who is the light? Jesus is the light. His word is a lamp. Unto my feet. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. So if we walk with him. We're walking in the light. We'll see and know. It'll get bright, and then it'll get brighter. And the further we go, we just see more, know more, understand more. It gets clearer and clearer. But if that's not the case with you, if you're you're more confused now than you were last year, you don't know what's happening and why it's happened, you don't have a clue which way to go, you got off the path somewhere. And you're on the wrong path, and the further you go, it gets darker. The opposite happens. It gets darker and darker. But don't blame God because you didn't follow. I said don't blame God because you didn't follow. It's foolishness and ignorance for us to blame God for our mistakes. There are no God-ordained failures. He's not leading us into trouble. Now, don't misunderstand me. Following him, you can be persecuted. There's some things you can have to deal with. But even in that, you'll be graced to overcome it. But he's not going to lead you where the enemy can just steal and kill and destroy. No, Uh -uh. that's not right. Keep reading. He said, my son, attend to my words. The NIV says, my son, pay attention. To what I say. Listen closely to my words. Don't let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. They're life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Yeah. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. In chapter 5, verse 1, he says it again, My son, pay attention. Yeah. Right. Pay attention to my wisdom and listen well to the words of insight. Look at your neighbor, help them out, say, pay attention. Pay attention. Well, pay attention to what? Not just everything. We already saw there are many voices in the world. What are we paying attention? It's a choice. Every day you have to choose what you're going to listen to. If you make the right choice, it's going to help you if you make the wrong choice it's going to hurt you back up to the first chapter of proverbs these first couple of chapters in particular he is uh, he's describing this concept that recurs throughout the book proverbs chapter 1 i just want to read a few verses of this verse 2 He said, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety, or other translations say discretion, to the simple, and to the young man knowledge and discretion, and some uh, translations say a plan. (laughs) How many folks need a plan? A lot of folks need a plan. Everybody needs a plan. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. What kind of man will hear? Will everybody hear? No. But what kind of person will hear? A wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain to wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of your father. Forsake not the law of your mother. Pay attention. Hear it. Take heed to it. Notice verse 7. Where does knowledge begin? When does knowledge begin? The fear of the Lord. Now, the fear of the Lord includes the respect for him and his things. We'd probably use the word respect. We'd use the word honor. It includes the idea, when you realize how big he is and how awesome he is, It's, uh, it could startle you. I mean, it's... But, uh, specifically what he's talking about, some people respect what he has said and want to hear it and want to hear more of it, and other people don't. Right. Mm-hmm. What makes a fool a fool? And what makes the wise the wise? The fool doesn't know what is valuable. Mm. Mm-hmm. The fool has life-changing wisdom and direction that could spare them from problems in life, cause them to get their, their their answers, their body healed, their bills paid, their marriage fixed, but a fool don't want to hear it. A fool wants to hear something else, things that are deception and lies that won't work, but that's what the fool wants to hear. Now, we're not judging anybody. We've all chosen to listen to the wrong thing. Yes, sir. Me and six people. <laughs> all of us, at some point in our life, chose to listen to the wrong thing. And if you do, listening to the wrong thing can get you to the place where you believe the wrong thing. And if you believe the wrong thing, you're going to make the wrong decisions. That's right. And if you make the wrong decision, that's going to set you down the wrong path. Right. Come on, can you see that? And if you're going the wrong way, it's going to cause you to arrive at a wrong destination. At a bad place. And it all started with what? You chose to listen to the wrong thing. If you did not listened to the wrong thing, you'd have never wound up believing the wrong thing. And wouldn't have wound up making the wrong choice or going the wrong way or winding up at the wrong place. Yes, sir. So can you see why he just keeps on beating on this yeah. throughout this book? Pay attention to what I'm telling you. Yeah. Listen to these words. Yes. Don't listen to that. Yes. Pay it, why? Because it's no small thing. It's where you're going to wind up in life. Yes. It's what's going to wind up happening to you. Yeah. It makes all the difference in the world what you hear. Right. What you hear. Some things that, voices that are trying to say things to you, those thoughts are deadly poison. If you listen to them and keep on listening to them, they will rob you of your faith. It'll cause you to get to the place where you despair and are hopeless. And it'll cause you to get to the place where you make a wrong decision. And open up yourself for more destruction. No. That's one of the reasons why you read your chapter every day. Is that right? Everybody at Faith Life Church reads their chapter every day, Monday through Friday. Why? It's not about being religious. It's about getting our mind renewed so that we are no longer conformed to the world's way of thinking and when wrong thinking comes our way we recognize it because we got the right thinking in us. The word comes to us we go, oh, hold on, now that can't be right because the word says this. But if you're ignorant of the word you don't know. Yeah. Sounds reasonable to you. Yeah. Other people believe it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, but one scripture yes. can kick that stuff to the curb. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And save you untold problems down the road in your life how did Jesus deal with the enemy tempting him and coming against him how did he, what did he do how how did he respond it is written it is written it is also written get behind me come on I want you to practice that. <laughs> When the enemy brings wrong thoughts and feelings and these voices are trying to tell you the wrong thing. What do you say? It is written. Then what do you say? It is written. Then what do you say? It is is also written. What else do you say? Get behind me, Satan. You're choosing not to listen to the wrong thing. And you're choosing to listen, pay attention to him and what he said. Skip on down to verse 20. Is said wisdom cries out. She utters her voice in the streets. Now this is the wisdom of God. She cries in the chief place of concourse. In the openings of the gates. In the city she utters her words. She cries out where? This is not in the church house. What's this a picture of? God is trying to talk to everybody, everywhere, in the streets, in the market, at the business place. There are people that have listened to the wrong things and come to believe there is no God, so they're not even on the right band to hear him. I mean, if you're on the AM band, you're not going to pick up an FM station. And that's where they are. And so they think it's proof that God don't exist because I'm not hearing from him. Oh, no. He's broadcasting. (laughs) And his station is strong and is crystal clear. All you got to do is flip the switch and get on the believing band, the willing band. Reach in, adjust your heart. My son, incline your ear. That sounds like moving the antenna. Incline, (laughs) incline. Our little dogs, I see them do that sometimes. I'm talking to them. Sometimes they look at me and go. (laughs) I guess they're inclining their ear. Trying to figure out what we're saying. Well, we need to incline our ear. Right? To hear what he's saying. And not just pass it off and not let it slip by us. But if we're not getting clear on it, don't pull away. Don't just run past it. Lean on in. And say, Lord, say that to me again. Help me to get more fine-tuned here. What, What are you saying about that? Say that to me again. I don't know how many times I've said that. Say that to me again, Lord. I don't want to let that get by me. Thank you, Lord. He said, Wisdom is crying without. She's uttering her voice in the streets. She's crying in the chief place of concourse. In the openings of the gates. In the city she's uttering her words. And she's saying. How long? You simple ones. One translation says you silly gullible ones. Will you love your silliness and gullibleness? And the scorners delight in their scorning. And fools hate knowledge. The wisdom of God is crying out to all peoples on the earth that are ruining their lives with all their bad decisions and, and all their ignorant stuff and saying, hey, listen to me. Let me talk to you. Let me show you how to live. But many are not hearing it at all because they don't want to hear it. Remember, Jesus talked to people and said, the, those that have ears to hear him that has ears to hear, let him hear. Doesn't everybody have ears? An unbelieving, unwilling heart makes a spiritually deaf ear. You can't hear. But when you believe, and you get willing to hear him, you can begin to hear him. He said, the wisdom of God is, turn at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make known my words to you. Don't believe lies about God. God is not forsaking the earth. It's not true that God doesn't care. That he's mad. And don't care about humanity. His wisdom. Is trying to talk. To everybody on the planet. Come on can you see this. He's saying listen to me. Pay attention to me. Turn at my reproof. And if you do, what'll happen? I'll pour out my spirit to you. I'll show you things. I'll make known my words to you. You and I are living proof of that. I said, we are living proof of that. Come on, everybody in here can testify. When you turned to the Lord, you started paying attention to him. Did he talk to you? Did he show you? Did he help you? Send people to you? Send you to ministry? Opened your eyes and ears? Because you and I said, yes, I want to know you. Yes, I want to hear it. Yes, I'm willing to be corrected. Yeah. And the moment you do that, he pours out his spirit to you. He makes known his words to you. And the people who are oblivious to it. It's not because he's not trying to talk to them. He's trying to talk to everybody in the street. In the concourses of life. The wisdom of God. I mean God's love. Is like a giant ocean. Trying to get through. The walls that people put up. If they'll just open it just a little bit. He'll come in. He'll start talking to you. But if you don't want him. You won't hear it. But verse 24, you see the results of those that never want to hear him. Because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but you've said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. What is the beginning of knowledge? Or the respect, the reverence. What are they doing with his words? Scorning them. I mean, there's, you can hear it on pretty much any station or internet or publications all over. People mocking God, mocking the Bible, yes. making fun of these things. Yeah. They're only hurting themselves. They remain in their darkness. Yes, You've said it not, my counsel. You refused. You would none that you wouldn't receive any correction. You would none of my reproof. I'll laugh at your calamity. I'll mock when your fear comes. When your fear comes as desolation, your destruction comes as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, then they'll call on me. I won't answer. They'll seek me, but they'll not find me. This is talking about the wisdom of God. For that they what? Hated knowledge and what? Did not choose the fear. They never got into the knowledge that they needed. The understanding. The direction and help. Because they hated knowledge. Right. Now I don't have to. Describe it to you. There are people who despise. What I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yes, sir. Church itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Hey, they, you try to talk to them about the Bible. Or the things of God. They just get fighting mad right there. Oh, don't talk yeah. to me about this stuff. Mm-hmm. They hate it. Well, if they don't change yeah. there's going to come a time when they're crying out in desperation yeah. and if they still don't want to hear it they're going to be stuck. Yeah. That's right. Oh friend, I want help every day. Yes. I want help yes. every day. I want help every way. Yes. I want help in the morning. Yes. I want help putting my clothes on. I want help driving to the church. I want help. Come on I want help. I want help, 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 help. And so I need to acknowledge him in all my ways. I want to go day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and no problems. No accidents. All my bills paid. Body healed. Wife happy. I need help for all that. You do too, whether you know it or not. (laughs) You do too. But the wisdom of God is crying out to the whole planet. I'm here for you. I'll help you. Listen to me. Let me correct you. Let me instruct you. Let me teach you. Sadly, billions have said no. They have said no, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear it. Not us. No, sir. I said not us. No, People are going to do what they're going to do. But I made up my mind. How about you? Yes, sir. Notice they did not choose. The fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore they'll eat. Of the fruit of their own way. And be filled with their own devices. One of the worst things. That can happen to you is to just be left completely to yourself. And just do everything you want to do just the way you want to do it. <laughs> it's not going to be good. But if you're willing to set what you want aside. If you're willing to be instructed and corrected, God's got a plan. That so far exceeds what you could ever come up. Your little plan. Come on. Do you believe it? He's got something. Oh, hallelujah. His ways are higher than your ways. His plan is better than your plan. But you got to be a good student. Got to be a good listener. Got to pay attention. Say that loud. That's me. That's me. I'm I'm a good listener. I'm a good follower. I'm a good student. Another way of saying that is you're a disciple. You're a disciple. He said uh, they'll eat the fruit of their own ways. They'll be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple will slay them. The prosperity of fools will destroy them. But whosoever hearkens to me. Oh, I, you need to underline this if it's not underlined. You need to draw a star by it. Whoever hearkens to me. What's another way of saying that? Whoever pays attention To me, and listens to me, shall dwell safely and be quiet from fear of evil. Now, one of the things the Lord dealt with me, dealt with Phyllis about too, we've talked about this months ago. I didn't know it'd come out exactly like this, but I can see the Lord was getting us ready even back then. The Bible said in the last days would be perilous times. We've seen some of it. And uh, we can believe God for protection. We can believe God for mercy. And we can be kept in the midst of it. But we, we shouldn't be shocked that the world gets worse. Because the Bible said it was. In the last days, perilous times. They'll wax worse and worse. And it's always important. But especially the more that's going on. It is essential that we listen, that we are led by the Spirit, and know when to go and when not to go, when to be a part of that, when not to be a part of that, when to be involved in it, and then when to change and say, I'm no longer going to be involved in that. I believe as as things are coming, you, you see unrest, don't you? People who hate the police. Is that right? Despise leadership. Well, I mean, if you got no police, what's going to happen? You know, uh, people who got goofy ideas about the military. Well, let's just, you know, defund all of it and let's just all get along and be happy. They're not living in the real world. There's a lot of people, they live in a fantasy world. They got no word in them. They don't know God and they're deceived. They think things are true, and it sounds to them like the right way, but it's a complete deception. It's a bunch of junk. It'll never work. And a lot of folk have tried to make it work in other places, and it hadn't worked. And they still won't admit it. They look at it, and they say, well, it'll work. We'll do it right. God works. His word works. His way works. Truth works. Righteousness works. Goodness works. But it is important, so important, that we learn how and that we pay attention every morning when we get up. Yeah. We pray in the nighttime and we every morning, you know, we we just got through traveling, you know, um we traveled from one state to another and then to another and then to another and, and we're making decisions. Even though we've got something planned for months or for years. I make myself check. All right, we're still doing this. Anybody listening? Uh, are we going to do it this way? Do I need to make a change? I'm checking all the time. Now, you wouldn't hear me say it. You probably wouldn't know I'm doing it. But And I'm not second guessing myself. I'm not in fear. I just am not my own boss. I'm not my own Lord. I don't, I'm not trusting myself to get it all right. I'm checking in with him in all your ways. Acknowledge him. And uh, numerous times we've made changes in the middle of something. We say, no, no, don't do it that way. Do it this way. You've got to be flexible if you're going to be led by the Spirit. You can't just get your little plan and be locked into it and don't ask and check. You can get in trouble. You can wind up at the wrong place, at the wrong time, be exposed, and the enemy be able to attack you, cause a problem. And it wouldn't be God's fault. It wouldn't be because God didn't care about you. It wouldn't be because he was too busy doing something else and let you slip through the cracks. wouldn't be because he wanted you to get destroyed. It just because of because why. Anybody know why would, why would it be because? Because you weren't paying attention. Weren't paying attention. we, we got to Watch. About doing things the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Well, I've been doing it for now and 60 years. And I reckon I know how to do it. <laughs> That's how you can get in trouble. Yeah. Right. I don't care. How many times you've done it the way. Do what David did. Inquire of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Ask him. Well, Lord you know we've done this before. We do it the same way again. Check. Look. Listen. Got a good witness. No issues. But if something keeps bugging you. I said if something keeps bugging you. If something keeps bugging you. Don't let it get past you. Don't drift past it. Don't just push it down. I'm busy. We had not got time to fool with it. If we stop and do that. It's going to change things. It's going to take time. It's going to mess up the schedule. It's going to do this and that. Well yeah. And it could prevent some terrible things too. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Said out loud. I am, I am. A child of God. I am am spirit-led, not not head-led. I'm open open 24-7 to his direction. direction. I'm checking in in. all the time, time. and and I follow him. And what happens? Verse 33, look at it. Verse 33, what? Whoever hearkens to me the wisdom of God. The leading of God. The spirit of God is called the spirit of wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever hearkens to me will dwell safely yeah. and be quiet from fear of evil. Would that work in the States or in Europe or South America or yes. Africa or wherever? Mm-hmm. Would it work? Yes, if I'm listening to him. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, elder many years ago that one of the first individuals that was preaching baptism in the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues. You might not think so, but a century ago, a lot of people call that blasphemy. And it just was completely unpopular. And he preached it anyway. And uh, he got death threats. I mean, people came against his ministry so hard. and His family got concerned. You know, didn't want him to be off by himself or didn't want to go through place after dark and all this kind of thing because of all these threats. And he said something that just stuck with me. I read this many years ago. He said, until I've finished my course, I'm immortal. (laughs) He had such conviction in him that this right here, if I'm listening to the Lord, I'm doing what he told me to do. The evil one can't touch me. And it was true. God kept him through it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know who else we have a good example of that? Paul. Man, Paul experienced a lot of stuff, but God kept him through every bit of it. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Thank you, Lord. Keep reading. All this goes together. Chapter 2. My son, if you'll receive my words... And hide my commandments with you so that you'll incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yea, if you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver, if you search for her as hid treasures. We're not supposed to just be passive about this and wait for it to fall on us. I'm glad you're here in church. I'm glad you read your Bible. I'm glad you want to know. A lot of people don't care. They just don't care. They don't want it enough. But if you seek for it, if you're looking for it, if you're going for it, you shall understand the fear of the Lord. And oh, is that a big thing? A lot of folk know that scripture, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but it's just not real to them. It's more real to me today than it ever has been. The fear of the Lord, the reverence and respect Of God and his things is the beginning of knowing something that God knows. It's exciting. And when you know what God knows, a piece of what God knows about the situation, you are not in the dark. You are not vacillating. You know what to do. You know what not to do. You know how to do it. You know who to do it with. You function by the unction. You're flowing in the knowing. Somebody say praise God. Is that worth finding out about? You'll find the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God. Go with me over to the book of Acts, please. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Over to the book of Acts. And let's start about chapter 27. The scripture we read said there are many voices in the world, I'm paraphrasing, all of them are saying something. If you try to listen to all the voices, you're going to miss things, and you're going to be confused, and you're going to be irritated. (laughs) A lot of folks, especially in our high-tech age, imagine that they are master multitaskers, But there really is no such thing. (laughs) Flying a high performance jet. You would call a multitasking job. When you're coming in for an approach. Even if you got her slowed down to 200 miles an hour. And it's 200 feet ceiling. And half mile visibility. And when you pop out, you got seconds before the wheels hit the ground. You better be at the right place. And they're talking to you on the radio, and you've got to load the FMSs, and you've got to put the stuff in, and you've got to make last-minute changes, and you've got to keep track of airspeed, altitude, heading, uh, how fast you're dropping, how the the speed is changing, and then throw in some turbulence and crosswind and... (laughs) maybe a little ice and you got you know you got your instruments are telling you 50, 70, 500 different pieces of information about different things you're supposed to keep up you say well that's multitasking you can't do it you can't keep up with all of it what you're doing is choosing what to look at when and when I'm looking at this I'm missing something over here And so are you. Nobody can keep track of all these things simultaneously. What people call multitasking is going back and forth between things quickly. And they imagine they're keeping up with all of it, but they're not. People imagine they're such amazing drivers. (laughs) that they can keep track of the road conditions and traffic all around them and what the car's doing and send emails (laughs) and text and stuff at the same time. And a lot of people are fooled into thinking that because if there are no situations coming up, you might get by with that for a while. But if the least little thing happens... If your eyes would have been up, you'd have saw them throw on their taillights. You'd have saw that guy pulling out from the side. But if you're over here, you didn't see it. And, and you only had two seconds. And by the time you look up, it's gone. It's too late. There's no such thing as somebody that can do all these things at the same time. You have to choose what you're going to pay attention to. And while you're doing that, something else You're not paying attention to. Even if you go back and forth between it. So this idea of being a master multitasker. That I can keep up with all this stuff. It's just not true. When you're looking at this. You're missing something over here. When you're looking at this. You're missing something over here. That's just the limitations. Of the human brain. And eyes. and Ability to process. What you have to do is Choose you got to choose. Yeah. And if you're a wise person, you'll choose the important thing. Right. Like driving a car.
1: <laughs>
0: staying in your lane.
1: And not killing people. Yeah. 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 That's good.
0: If you're foolish, you imagine you can answer all these texts and you can do all this stuff and you look at all these other things and you can comb your hair and put on your makeup and <laughs> because you're that good ain't nobody that good and if you don't have any situations that are out of the normal just the least a little bit you might squeak by but one abnormal thing and you're done this is true in all parts of life have you ever had somebody call you on the phone and you're talking on the phone And at the same time, somebody in the room with you is trying to talk to you. So you got somebody trying to talk to you on the phone. And you got somebody in the room there talking to you too. How does that work? What do you do you do? How do you handle this? What? They're trying to talk to me. And I'm trying to listen to what they're saying. Usually it irritates people. It irritates them. And a lot of times people make poor choices in how to handle this. I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, but is the voice on the phone more important than this voice that's talking to you? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. If you know what to do, there's no issue, there's no frustration. You just need to immediately decide which one to listen to and tell the other one you can't listen right now. (laughs) Which one is the more important? Which one should I be listening to right now? (laughs) Some folks didn't like that. (laughs) We need to go over it again. Because I'm not just talking about answering phone calls. Every day in life this happens. God's trying to talk to us. Did you see that passage in, of wisdom in, in, in Proverbs? He's trying to talk to everybody. And what are millions of people doing? Yeah, I'm on the phone. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm on the phone. Yeah, but if you're on the phone with somebody that's that's wasting their time and yours too, somebody that's clueless about what needs to happen, it, it depends on which one should I be listening to. And if I know that, I save myself all kinds of frustration. I don't try to go back and forth. I immediately go, can't listen to you right now. And I do this. Or I go, I can't listen to you right now. I'll call you back. And if you know which one's the important one to listen to right now, all the frustration's gone. No frustration, no problem. If you don't know what's important, You'll get frustrated at yourself. You'll get mad at them. You'll lose your peace. You'll lose your joy. That's the same reason why people become hoarders. What makes a fool a fool? What makes the wise the wise? The fool don't know what's valuable and what's not. The wise do. There's no reason you should Be tormented because you can't throw anything away. You should know junk when you see it. You should know trash when you see it. And you should have enough faith that you can throw that broken, rusty piece away that God will get you a new one. Yeah, but I have a condition. No, you won't listen. You won't pay attention. You won't listen. Yeah, you have a condition, but it's self-inflicted. <laughs> now, I know sometimes people don't like it this plain, but the truth will make you free. Yeah. I said the truth will make you free. Yeah. Living in this torment, living, I I, 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 I can't. I just don't know what to do. Can't make a decision yeah. mm-hmm. about throwing out a paper sack. <laughs> then you got bigger problems than you think. You're going to have trouble listening to God on bigger things too. Yeah. When you're in the light. It's clear. Yes. This is junk. This I keep. Easy. I listen to this. Don't listen to this right now. It's easy. You've got to be able to make decisions. And go with it. And quit second guessing. And quit vacillating. And quit wavering and wondering. And it's real simple. God's right. God's right. What he said is right. Go with that. And don't labor over the rest of it. In the light, everything is clear. In the light, everything's obvious. If we listen to him, we're in the light. If we follow him, it gets brighter and brighter. Acts twenty-seven is the story of Paul being transported by a ship to Rome. And uh he is a prisoner. But. You know. Uh, when you read these things. Paul could talk to anybody. He was not embarrassed. And he knew God would give him favor. And even as a prisoner. He. Uh, spoke right up. And. And. Uh, down about verse seven, when we had sailed slowly many days, Acts twenty-seven seven, scarce were come over against Claudius, the wind not suffering us, we sailed under Crete over against Salmoni. Hardly passing it, we came to the place that's called the Fair Havens, near to the city of Lycia. And there was when there's much time was spent, and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already passed. Paul admonished them. It was the time of the year. I guess kind of like what it's been now, you know, time of the year where seasons change and you can have storms hurricanes. Paul admonished them. He said, Sirs, I perceive this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. Now, did everybody get this? Uh Uh-uh. Paul did. Why did Paul perceive this? Oh, come on. Yeah, this is not a trick question. Is Paul a spiritual man? What's one of the big things about spiritual people? They pay attention to God inside them. They're always checking in. And instead of just bumping along, I mean, the weather looks good. Everything looks good. But he's checking his heart about this, about the next thing we're going to do. They're about to load up and launch out. And he got something in his heart. Didn't say he had a vision. Didn't say he heard an audible voice. Said he what? I perceive. A perception. Should we pay attention to perceptions? This is a witness. A knowing. A sense. Every time he thinks about them launching. He gets this perception. That they're going to lose the ship. The cargo. And their lives. On this trip. Should we pay attention to things like that? He's got no reason in the natural. To think this. The weather looks good. Forecast is good. Ship's in good shape. Got a schedule to keep. Even with him. Even though he's a prisoner. This is his calling. Remember when he's on the road to Damascus. The Lord told him he's going to bear his name before kings. Yeah. And Gentiles. He's got an appointment. To preach. Before kings. Before kings. So he knows he needs to get there. And this is obviously how it's going to happen. Doesn't mean you couldn't postpone the trip. Right? Yeah, but God told me I was going to go. Yeah, but don't be hard-headed and stubborn. Just because you heard him on one thing, don't fill in the blank on everything else. Don't assume all the rest of the details in all your ways. acknowledging. Ask him about everything. Check in on everything. Continually looking. Checking. He said I perceive this voyage will be with hurt. Much damage. Not only of the lading and ship but also of our lives. Verse 11. Nevertheless. The centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship. More than those things which were spoken. By Paul. What did he do? He chose not to listen to Paul. The Amplified says it like this, verse 11. However, the centurion paid greater attention to the pilot and the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. Have you read the rest of the chapter? They went through some stuff, didn't they? Man, it looked great, everything was fine. I'm sure all the sailors and everybody's going, Yeah, that crazy preacher, he don't know what he's talking about. And then skies got dark. (laughs) Next thing you know that wind's howling and those waves are up twenty foot tall. And you gotta remember this ain't no giant cruise liner. (laughs) And they got caught in this hurricane. And obviously what happened. With them not being able to power out of it, the hurricane carried them with it. Yeah. Hurricanes can move slow and it can take days for them to pass, but if you're in it, moving with it, it lasts for weeks, as long as you can survive. And that's what happened. They were in it for at least two weeks. And so it got worse and worse and worse and worse. And they finally threw out everything. It was all their cargo that they were getting money for to haul. They threw all that out. They even threw the equipment to operate the ship, the tackling of the ship. They threw that out. They think they're going to die just any time. Anything to make it lighter and try to keep it above water. And everybody, the Bible said they had gone days and days and not eaten because I guess everybody just trying to hold on and try to survive somehow. And in the 21st verse look in verse 21. In the middle of this after long abstinence Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, (laughs) what did he say? Sirs, you should have Paid attention. You should have. You should listen to me. You hear sometimes people say. Oh never tell people I told you so. Well he did. What verse is that. It says never say I told you so. We got a verse that says he did. You should listen to me. And not loosed from Crete. And to have gained this harm and loss. What's he saying. If they had listened to him. Not just him. But see the Lord showed him that. If they would listened. That have never gone through a storm. That's right. That have never gone through the storm. Yeah. Yeah. That have had all their revenue producing cargo they're hauling. Right. Ship wouldn't have been damaged and eventually lost. Mm-hmm. Keep reading. I exhort you to be a good cheer. For there'll be no... Lo- cheer up. <laughs> <laughs> I think... He's got a much more attentive audience now. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Some folks learn the easy way. and quick. Some folks learn the hard way. Be of good cheer. There'll be no loss of any man's life among you. We are going to lose the ship. Why? Because you didn't listen. We're going to lose all the cargo. Why? Because you didn't listen. Not listening can cost you. There stood by me this night the angel of God. Whose I am and whom I serve. Why? Because Paul just kept on checking in. Now Lord you told me. I got to go before Caesar. You told me I'm going to preach before kings and Gentiles. I know I can't die out here. You got to get us there. And the Lord sent an angel. He stood by. The angel of God whose I am and whom I serve. And he said fear not Paul. That's what they always say. Fear not. You must be brought before Caesar. You've got to go. You've got an appointment. And lo, God has given you all them that sail with thee. They don't know how glad they should be that that preacher is on that boat with them. I'm not making this up. God gave all them to Paul because he asked for them, I reckon. He could have just had Paul survive. Sole survivor. He could have. I want you to see what happened. Go back to verse 11 again in the Amplified. This is so significant. You hear people say, you you can see a situation like this today. And people say, well, we just don't understand the will of God. And you know, God sent that storm for a reason. And uh, they... uh, You know, look, if they got on that island and that man got healed and people got saved on that island so see, God sent that storm so that they'd get on that island. No, he didn't. Mm -mm. God took what the enemy meant to kill them with and turned it on its head. Come on, listen. And why, since they're at the island, might as well get some people saved and healed, right? But if it hadn't been God's plan for them to miss that whole storm, he would have never given that to Paul to start with. Come on, can you see that? And, and he tried to tell them, but what happened? The centurion chose to listen to the wrong voice. He listened to the experts. He listened to experience. This man's You know pilot of the ship. And the owner of the ship. This is what they do for a living. They've been doing this for decades. They know the weather. They know the seas. They know what's going on. This wild eyed preacher. Coming up saying this. No we're not listening to him. They chose the wrong voice. And it was only by the mercy of God. That they survived. The ordeal. Are people even Christians. Going through storms. They should not go through. Experiencing losses they should not have experienced. Is it happening? It's happening far too much. Why? Tell me why. Didn't pay attention to the right voice. And wound up listening to the wrong voice. Somebody say by the grace of God. God. Not me. me. I'm paying attention attention. to him. Stand on your feet everybody. Thanks be to God. Glory to God thanks be to God oh just lift your hands give thanks to the Lord you know he's got you this far there are many times and places you would have already perished and I would have already perished but by his mercy he's helped us to follow him enough that he could sustain us this far and we shouldn't get worse at following him we should get better at following him right So, we should just be even more kept and more protected, more successful in our endeavors. Lift up your hands. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I thank you. I give you glory. I give you praise. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Just praise Him a little bit more. Just focus on Him. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's practice what we've been talking about. Pay attention to the inside of you right now. Just praise in the Spirit. Pray out loud. Pray with praise with the understanding or praise in the Spirit. And at the same time, focus on the inside of you. What's the Lord saying to you? Has he been saying something to you that you had not been paying attention to? Oh, Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Lord, I give you glory. Lord, I give you thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.